going back to out.
of the popular singer is beginning definitely to slip and we get into the manic cycle of which as you know there is an elated and a depressed point well in the elated point the singer is still very cheerful but nothing they sing about makes any sense at all and you get How's that again? Type of song. These are frequently used for one-minute singing commercials.
Your class ring that proved your care, and it still looks the same as when you gave it, dear. The only thing different, the only thing new. I've got these little things, she's got you.
Maybe, I, maybe I'm kidding about that, that surgery, but I'm very much against surgery. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I have a friend who had it. And I mean had it. You wouldn't believe this job. I've known this girl ever since we were the same age. <laughs> and uh, I didn't recognize her. Now that that's how bad the job was. But she came up to me on the street. She says, hello, Phyllis. <laughs> I have found this, I have found this perfectly divine. She can't talk very well. I have found this divine new plastic surgeon. I said, well, I don't know how divine he is, but I'm sure he's new. And she said, well, I just love him. I think he's marvelous. And he works very cheap. I said, I can tell you something else about him. He's left-handed. <laughs> oh, we, we went to lunch. I couldn't eat. <laughs> you are not going to believe what happens when she chews. <laughs> Nothing hits. <laughs> and she's got food all down the side. <laughs> Thank you.
that they don't report are cafe drunks. That they see time and time again. I call them 
white-collar drunks. Now, the best part of these guys is not when they're in the club watching a show, is when they first come in. Because they're really juiced out of their nut. But they drug that they don't want to be associated with drunks, and they just walk extra cool when they work. So no one knows they're loaded, they think. They're impeccably dressed always, clean-shaven, buff nails whacked out of their skulls. You think I'm drunk, don't you? No, Mr. You look perfectly sober. Goddamn right I am. You just walked in here. Boy, you're a real Milton Berle, aren't you? <laughs> Television, all those jokes. Listen. I... Hey, why don't you listen to me for a minute, huh? Pretty uh, arrogant. Son of a bitch, you know? Hey, I'm talking. You want to listen to your little trouble? You son of a bitch, I'll give it to you, huh? Got the old one, two, you'll get it. It's the old zippo bang, and that's what it is. What I want to talk to you about, if you'll listen, is my dog here. Blueberry pie, he walks on by, and I don't know what to do. 
Once there was a way to get back homeward. Once there was a way to get back home. Sleep, pretty darling, do not cry. And I will sing a lullaby. several times and on one incident I told him where was one little angle I differed with him on and that was his hard fight to keep the school bill watered down on federal aid to schools. He feels that he's right in saying no school should receive money that's segregated. Say this is good. Tell the people in the state of Mississippi and Georgia, as long as your schools are segregated, you can't receive any federal money for schools. But he sits right there in the Congress and let them give him money to build a federal highway. 
So if you're going to take my tax money and build a highway in the state of Mississippi where a cat can travel 10 miles to lynch me, then get him kids some money. Did you have Well, I don't think it's really that much different. Only difference between the Negro in the South and the Negro in the North is you're a little bit safer up here. the Negro gets as long as he don't get too big and up north we don't care how big the Negro gets as long as he don't get too close. Mm -hmm. You know you look around at the so-called problems we have today in America and it just frightens you to death. It wants you, makes you wonder about the intelligence level of this country and of the whole world. Racial problem we consider a racial problem could be solved tonight if one seven-headed idiot floated down here and called us earth people, that's what we would be. And Kennedy and Khrushchev would be sitting at a table five hours from now saying, what can we do with this thing? That's the problem. Everybody's fighting something and there's really nothing to fight. No real racial problem. You never heard of a race ride in the wintertime. If you lived in the state of Illinois and you decided to drive your car to certain sections of the South, where they see that Illinois license plate and underneath it, land of Lincoln, they would shoot through your car. But they won't get rid of the $5 bills that have Lincoln's picture and his name on them. <laughs> so it's amazing. It's a great problem we're supposed to have. It really don't exist. Well, it could be solved tomorrow. But we passed the buck on it. Said, well, it's not me. The old folks teach us hate. Old folks can't tell you who to marry. If your parents can't teach you who to love, you know damn good and well. They can't teach you who to hate unless you kind of wanted to do it a little bit yourself. <laughs>
sells his past to hog and chew his cone candy man. Candy man. One night the Lebby bus Back no water when it wanna go. 
They asked me, say, why didn't you warn the people? Well, shit, I couldn't be running through that water warning nobody. They were going to find out sooner or later anyway. I worked for this white man, his name was Bud Jenner. And I worked for, he was all right to work for, see? He was all right for a white man, he was Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. But he had a son named Junior. He was cockeyed. We called him Cockeyed Junior. And he was hard to work for, man, because his eyes went every what you way, see? He say, nigga, pick that up, you know, and four or five niggas been down, see? <laughs> he fell in love with this girl from Pittsburgh. I went to the depot to pick her up, see? I had a horse named Ginger. I hooked up when that. Let's watch a full length. song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a Distinguished guests, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Welcome, stinky guests. Welcome, 2022. I almost, I was singing the theme song. Did you hear that? The no. name of the title. I said, let's watch a... Let's watch a oh. full-length movie yeah. From your catchy theme song. Mike. We are... Oh, please With say my name. No problem. Uh, we are on Mutiny Radio right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mutiny Radio, it's an internet radio. Uh, there was pirates, and there was a mutiny, and then it's internet radio. So go to mutinyradio.fm, and you'll find us. We'll find many other shows. You can live stream what's broadcasting, and there's a donation button. You could go to pa- Patreon. Or we like to go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. They're the reason why we're here every week. If you want to listen to us as a podcast, well, that acronym up front is what you search for, LWF. Oh, Carl, do it for me. <laughs> L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I like that theme song. Too. Oh, my favorite was the original, too. Let's watch. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, you can go to my newly revived uh, LuggageTuesdays.com website, and if you scroll down six sites, you'll see uh, six uh, posts. You'll see all of uh, Carl's songs on SoundCloud. Uh, which, 
Yeah, actually, I'm, uh, if you go to SoundCloud at Spiegelmania, I have all of Carl's songs. Is that great, Carl? You did the hard work, and I just posted them on SoundCloud, <laughs> my name on them. It says Carl on it. I said Carl. People be like, oh, right, Carl. Oh, the com- from New Jersey, right. Right. Yeah. Well, we are uh, – so that's, I would also recommend going to our YouTube channel at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's Super it. strong. So as you could tell from the acronym and the title of our catchy sing-song-ish podcast title, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time with you as you watch it and listen to our podcast. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? This week we will watch Wild in the Streets, 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wild in the Streets, 1968. The channel we like is weird, okay? It's but <laughs> Carl. It's Anselmo Oimira. Anselmo Oimira. So if you find a channel that looks resembles that, you're at the right place. Well, we want you to go ahead and do it. You'll find it the moment you type in Wild in the Streets, 1968. And once you find it with uh, uh, that channel, which I don't have in front of me, uh, go ahead and click the link, hit pause. And Selma Oimira. Move the uh, timer bar to the left and just hit wait for our countdown. Now, <laughs> it's a lot of work, right? But we're going to give you some time because our celebrity comedian countdown is coming right up with a great comedian that Carl knows from the great state, the Garden <laughs> State. Yes, New Jersey. Uh, Chris Cuomo's own. Will you please? No, not Chris Cuomo, the other guy. Remember when we saw the other guy when he he, he uh, said he was not going to run for president? And we're like, right. now he's going to say Trump's an ass. He's like, I'm I'm behind Trump. And we're like, what? <laughs> we're at diner. All right, well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here's Carl with our Comedian Celebrity Countdown to get us ready for the movie and meet a comic from New Jersey. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Monty. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much. What a, thank you. Everybody sit down. Thank you for standing ovation. Now, we first met at Scotty's Pub in Comedy Cove, and we're going back a ways. You were just there uh, in December. I love that little club, and I think you do, too. I do, actually. No, I actually know Gene and L'Oreal, the uh, the owners of the restaurant and club. I know them for many years before the Comedy Cove existed. I met them uh, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh-huh. uh, probably 20 years ago. They used to come down on a vacation, and for some reason, they always came down the week I was working this little club called the Casbah Comedy Club down in Wildwood. Uh-huh. And every year they'd stop and have a drink after the show with me and say they, they love seeing me. And then a couple years later, um, Gene reached out to me and said, hey, we're opening a, a comedy club at, at the restaurant, and we'd love to have you. And I think I was one of the first uh, comedians that he had hired when he when he just started that club. Absolutely. Who knew he'd become a booker? You didn't know who you were drinking with at the time. You had no idea, you know. One night it could be a booker. One night it could be, you know, your next wife. You never know. (laughs) That's right. Now, we both love that club, and we are working on a pilot together called Life's Laugh Lessons about a comedy class. And we did a lot of shooting there at Scotty's. And I think it's because it really feels like a comedy club. Your picture's on the wall there. Yes, that's well. That only lowers the property value, but <laughs> um, yes, um, we we it does feel like a club. It, it yeah. absolutely feels like a club. Um, 
and we did do a lot of shooting and and hopefully uh within the next uh, few months that project is going to be launched off the ground and and we'll be talking about that on your show and and, and other places many other places because uh i think it's going to be a great project yeah me too and it's all about getting on tv which you are no stranger to you've been all over tv uh let's see vinyl vinyl was on hbo and i think that was a pretty big deal uh tell, tell me about that scorsese's involved jagger's involved like yeah martin scorsese uh, mick jagger produced it the show, show is about the rock and roll industry um on the record company side of the rock and roll industry mm -hmm. uh and took place in 1973 which was where the show took place um Bobby Cannavale was the star. Ray Romano was on the show. Yeah. Um, there was there was so many stars. It, if you if you just Google it, you know, vinyl. Uh, it lasted one season, unfortunately, and um, which has been the <laughs> the crutch of my career in acting. It's like everything I get on has been canceled. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like right great. after I get on it. Um, but <laughs> I it was the perfect it, guy to do a pilot with, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully this will be our this will be the charm. This yeah. will be the charm. Life's last lessons, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was fantastic working in that environment with, uh, with, I know I never got to meet Scorsese or Mick Jagger. They weren't oh. on, on location when we were shooting. Um, but the show was shot in, in Brooklyn, New York. And, um, it was just a great experience. I, I got to meet and work with, uh, Ray Romano and, and, uh, he's, a, I was, I'm always been a big fan of him and, yeah. uh, one of the nicest guys in the business, uh, Bobby Cannavale, professional, great. Uh, it was a great experience, and I wish—I only wish it, it, it would have lasted into uh, into more seasons. Yeah, you were also on Kevin Can Wait, and uh, you, you bumped into a bunch of people out. You got to be good friends with a bunch of people out there too, right? Yeah, well, I'm friends with Kevin. What happened was they roasted a comedian, a famous comedian on Long Island. I'm from New York, so there's a famous comedian on Long Island named Richie Minavini. Richie yeah. is like the godfather of. Long Island comedy. He was like he the is. first guy to open multiple comedy clubs as a comedian and be very friendly to other comedians. He fanned the flames on the career of Ray Romano, Kevin James, a guy named Rock Rubin, uh, who became the head writer for all of those shows. Mm -hmm. uh, through Richie, I met Kevin James. Uh -huh. And the first thing I did with Kevin James was uh, Mall Cop 2. He asked me to be in Mall Cop 2. Um, oh, I was in yes, that film. That's right. Yeah, I was in that film in 2014, and then a few years later, um, he he was doing that show on CBS. Uh, Kevin can wait, and he had called me. The best part about working with Kevin is I don't have to audition. He calls me when the part's right. Hey, do you want to do this? Are you available? Yes, I'll do it. And he you knows do it. You. Where everything else, you got to go through auditions and aggravation. And but uh, but I Kevin's very good to um, to me and to a lot of comedians. Now, you've got uh, comedy specials out there, too. And right now, streaming on Amazon Prime is uh, a comedy special called What's the Worst That Could Happen? Uh, it's very funny, but I've made sure to watch it all the way to the end, let all the credits roll, or you miss out, right? Yeah, with Amazon, you got to get it played fully through to get the full six cents. <laughs> that is crazy. It's yeah, I know. So I always tell people, just put it on loop when you go to work and let it play all day. Um, <laughs> but actually, to be honest with you, I've I've surprisingly done really well with like, like if you're getting like if you're getting six to ten cents for the for the fifty two minutes, 
mm-hmm. and you get a check for like 22 bucks. That means a lot of people had to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, it, um, it, it doesn't add up, but it has to add up for it to yeah. add up. So I hear I'm you. not in it. I'm in it. I'm not. In, I mean, that special. I'm not in it for the residuals, for the money. I'm in it for the exposure and for the following. And yeah. you know what? It's been. It was released in. I, I believe we released that in 2018. Okay. 2018 or 2019, but I think it was 2018. So that one was released in 2018, and since then, it's actually built a following and, and done well. But as a comedian, and you know this, you do stand up. You you move on from from where you were. So like I, that was a different guy back then. So as much as I want people routine. to watch that, I want them to watch new stuff because I've evolved in my life and I bring my new life into my act every time. Yes. So let's do that. Let's fast forward to today. The most current burning thing is you certainly you right now have a comedy special on that new app called Dry Bar. Dry Bar Comedy. Um, what is the name? What's the name of your dry bar comedy special? So the name of my special is Just Be Happy, okay. and uh, it's on Dry Bar. You go to drybarcomedy.com. Dry Bar is an app. Like I said, you can download it to your phone. You can download it to your device, whatever your device is. Um, and there is a there's a monthly fee to watch it. But by downloading the app, if you use promo code Chris Monty, right? M-O-N-T-Y, Chris Monty, C-H-R-I-S, one word. You use one that code, you, that that makes me get the the few the few clams, the few shekels, the, the change that that dry bar will send me for people signing up because of me. But even though you sign up because of me, you watch my special, which I want you to do, you can also watch any comedian on there, and there's a thousand comedians, and Carl, there's, there's tons of comedians you know that have specials on there, yeah. um, and they're very funny. I've watched, I mean, just since... I got involved with Dry Bar. I must have watched about 25 specials of other comedians, and they're and they've been fantastic. And no, they're 25 minutes each, so it's an easy watch, you know. And one of the good things about Dry Bar is it's month to month. You don't sign up for the year or something. You can drop, like you can. You can drop. Oh. You can sign up one month at a time, and then or you can sign up. They're coming out with deals where you can do three months, six months, a year if you want. But they also have the one month. I, I don't know what the I, – I don't want to give the number. I don't know how, how much it is. But yeah. um, it's not expensive. And you know what? It's 25 minutes. Because normally when we were growing up, uh, you know, comedy special was an hour. You know, so a guy had yeah. an HBO special. Yeah. It's an hour. And that's fine. That's great. When you're going to sit in, you know, watch Netflix or watch Amazon Prime or, or watch HBO on Saturday night with the wife. You know, you watch the hour special. But these are 25-minute specials. So maybe it takes you 25 minutes on your train ride to work. Boom. Yeah, you can plug in your phone, get your Bluetooth in your ear, and watch a special. You know. Okay, so it's Dry Bar Comedy. This Dry Bar Comedy special is called Just Be Happy, and the promo code is all one word: Chris Monty. Everyone knows how to spell Chris M O N T Y. Thank you, sir. Yes. Now, how can people find you out there on the internet? I mean, we've given them some leads, right? But how can people find you out on social media and stuff? What What are your Chris- your Twitter grams well, and snap. Yeah, well, Chris Monty, ChrisMontyLive.com is my website. Um, and from my website, on my homepage of my website, has a one-click away, you know, a link, picture link to uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. which Twitter is at ChrisMontyLive. Uh, my Instagram is ChrisMontyLive. And then my um, my Facebook page is uh, Chris Monty Comedian, Writer, Actor. So, uh, but if you go to chrismontylive.com, you not only get a quick link, one click away to go to any social media site, you mm-hmm. also get my tour dates and where you can see me at Scotty's, 
at Las Vegas, at Atlantic City, wherever I'm performing, all the tour dates are there, and you can click from there and go and buy tickets. Okay, so that's chrismontilive.com. Yes, okay, sir. Now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same moment. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Monty, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, go! That was a great segment, Carl. Scary, scary lion. Yeah, why well, I, I didn't come to see a lion. I came to see Wild in the Streets with Hippies. You ain't lying. Ah, well, Leo. Sorry. All right, we start off with fireworks. Yeah, because Shelly Winters is getting talked into doing it by her new husband, and she doesn't want to do it. And she doesn't want to have a boy, no matter what. Just please don't make it a boy. Uh-huh. That's it's what she's. Oh, it's a boy. There we go. Oh, wow. Flatow, Junior. Flatow. Junior. Yeah. Oh, that... oh, was this 1950? I guess. Wow, yeah. baby boom. Wow. <laughs> Their parents are like, okay, boomer. Wow. Was he watching sex? No, he, well. <clears throat> yes, it's it's once again Shelly Winters resisting, Mrs. Flatow resisting Mr. Flatow. And he's she's saying, <clears throat> when he grows up, I'm gonna tell him how awful men are. So he won't hurt some little girl or whatever, you know, take advantage. So here's wow. Max now, maybe six, taking right. advantage. Oh, with his mom in the room. Here we go. Dirty, dirty boy. Yeah. Oh, oh, so these are flash. This is character building. Now here's Greg Brady. Where? Holy shit. Yeah. And it's pre Brady Bunch. And it's him, uh, you know, our hero as a kid. It's Max as a kid. Hey, he must have wore the same shirt in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. He said, Gumby, can I borrow your shirt? Gumby. Okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Greg. Okay. That sounds like pokey. Oh well, all right. Let me do my pokey then. Oh so yeah. Oh, oh no, they're they're being yeah. No, you need the plastic on it. The dog's and gonna shit on her. They let the dog in the house. Oh, there's no. Shelly Winters. She we, Mrs. Flatow is furious. Said, I don't like the husband. Ooh. All right. Are they leaving? Matt. Ooh. Okay. Now, oh no, acid, huh? Here he is, like twenty whatever. Twenty nine. No, no, like twenty three or something. And uh, mom is very comfortable with the acid. Oh, so he's like a mama boy acid maker. I yeah, not a mama's boy, no. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Shelly Winters. She's been freaking out this whole movie over whatever she sees. Oh, is she gonna take it now? No. By the way, do you, when you're making acid, it's best to wear like surgical gloves when you're holding the uh, <laughs> sugar cubes. <laughs> oh. You know, one of my favorite uh, Grateful Dead stories is that when they were living, like at the beginning of the, the band started, 
they were in San Francisco with this, they were living in a place that was making acid and that's all they breathed. They breathe. Yeah. Like, you know, you wake up and you're in a, a house that where they, they make acid and then you can just. So uh, they're perpetually tripping. Yeah, basically. Wow. I so thought that was interesting. dynamite too. Wow. What kind of lab? Like, I didn't realize, I thought this was like a suburban home, Carl. He had it like is. a bunker. The basement. My, does your basement have uh, an acid lab and also no. an explosive lab? No, and you see the dynamite? I mean, no, we don't have dynamite. And and well, my mom would not be cool with it. Well, you know, in my house, it was, it was cool with the acid, but she was not cool with the explosives. Sure, we had the acid, but acid and explosives is not really. Oh, man. Is he tripping? Mama, Papa, screw off me. Well, now the thing is, we don't know. It seems unprovoked, his freaking out. He's running away from home is essentially what he's doing, and that's how he's saying goodbye. He's going to have them come home to a wrecked up house. But it doesn't. Now, look, he's <laughs> in the front, but right. it blows up in the back. Also, man, I, I, last time I put dynamite in a car, I ran like hell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It blew up in the back. Backseat explosive. Wow, that was that's dad Chevy. You know, didn't you see the no exploding on Sunday sign by the yeah, curb? Right. But the thing is, oh, oh American International think, Picture, the quality. Thing is, like, there is no reason for him to. We didn't really see any trauma. You know, it was just like it's 1968, so kids ran away from home. You know, we didn't really have a. We don't really oh, have what? a good reason. Her, his father was sexually harassing, uh, assaulting her mother. Mother is domineering and, and smacking him. Wild in the street. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Going to make the first wild in the streets, wild in the, the sheets joke. Uh-huh. Richard Pryor. I know. And Hal Halbrook. Together at last. Oh, and Larry Bishop, that asshole. Yeah. He made a... We saw him in a movie, didn't we? He always played bikers, and then he made Hell Ride, which he directed and Quentin Tarantino produced, and had a lot of like famous people. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. Christopher Walken and all that type of like anyone whose face looked wrinkly and bicycly, they were in it. <laughs> and I remember at the end, they all get killed, but he no, he gets killed. Dennis Hopper's in it. He's riding a bike. Hell Ride. I'll have to tell you the ending. Okay. Yeah. Hell ride. He gets stabbed, but it was a fake stunt prop gun or and he a uh, knife and he walks away. Like he okay. faked his own death. Interesting. And yeah. That's our exit. I, I, I'm one of those assholes who talks over the band, by the way. So my apologies to Barry Marin and Cynthia. Well, well, go ahead and give it a listen for a second. We're really just hearing very bland, sticky stuff. Yeah. I wonder, I was born that year, the movie, so I wonder if it was earlier in the year. Maybe my parents went on a date. Right? <laughs> Saw Wild in the uh, Streets. Yeah. Wilder in the Sheets. Well, Nine months later. <laughs> you were born. So, yeah. listen, they, this is like, 
of the day, like <clears throat> there was that whole thing about like, don't trust anyone over 30. That's what this whole movie's about. They just think if you're young, you're great. And if you're old, you shouldn't be around. I don't know. Well, you know, it does remind me of Gas with its S-S-S-S-S-S from Roger Corman, where the idea was that it was a hippie universe because everyone died who was over 30 and it was only young kids. And there was also yeah. Logan's Run, I guess, where you die when you turn 30. Right. Well, you don't die. You get rejuvenated or some crap. Oh, right. You get rejuvenated. I can't wait, Carl. Yeah. Eight more years and then I'll get rejuvenated at age 30. Now, people agree with you about Gas. Wild in the Streets was released on VHS in the late 80s. And in 2005, it appeared on a DVD on Midnight Movies Disc with 1971's Gas. What a great double feature because they both are about obsessed about age. Because yeah. this movie, he becomes president before age 35. Right. Which is unconstitutional. I have, Your Honor. Uh yeah, we should in go to the Supreme movie, Court and argue this movie, movie. They amend the Constitution like that. It doesn't make sense, as if it's a vote in Congress. What's this guy's gimmick? Does he have a hook? He's got a hook. How'd you know? Uh, well, I think he fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. He's the trumpet player. He's Whoa, like, how are they rolling? What are they rolling a joint in a sandblaster? They're going to, like, sand down the wood and roll a joint? I don't think so. I think that's ticker tape because he's a rich man. No, but I think he's he's rolling a joint with ticker tape. No, it's a coincidence. He also had a joint in his hand. Those are one of those like roll your own joint machines that never work. Yeah, they never worked. It's like a uh, orange plastic like yeah uh, you get loop. This loose. Uh, that guy's 15, and he's, like, got 186 IQ, and he's the financial advisor. He turned down, like, all these companies who wanted to hire him. He graduated college at 15. And this is being narrated by the guy who did the trailer? Uh, you know, it says that the narration is uncredited. I didn't write it. It did well, say a name, but I didn't write I it down. In the sense of the story, where does this narration narrator comes from? Uh, in the beginning, it's just telling you. There's Richard Pryor. It's yeah. just telling you all the cast members of his entourage and giving their name, their ages. Like he's only fourteen. Oh, uh, which is not true. So one of the one of the entourage is a, a Asian woman who gets back massages. Yes. Wow. All right. And then my parents had sex, and nine months later, I was conceived. Uh-huh, conceptually. Now, this Richard Pryor is uh, the drummer. And uh, what's ironic is there's a line in this movie in which the brilliant one, who's only 15, they ask him, when, you know, when do you want to die? And he goes, 30, man. And <laughs> the thing is, in real life, he did die, like, just six days after his 30th birthday. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I just, it's ironic, I guess. Right. I, well, I did see that on That's Ironic, one of my favorite shows from the <laughs> 80s with Skip Severson and John Davidson and now, Fred Williams. Uh, Fred Williams. Now, this song is all about uh, people under 30 are 53% of the country. 50%. Yeah, 53%. Have you 50. seen it before? 
I had the soundtrack. You know, this movie, uh, I've read about this movie a hundred million times, and I knew about this movie, and I never had an opportunity to see it. And I think it finally, yeah, it finally got on DVD and finally got on VHS. And yeah, it was like, you know, but again, like, let's say you are renting videos, video cassettes, Blockbuster's not going to carry it. <laughs> no, you would have to, you would have to go to your Lost Weekend or Leather Tongue or you know uh, uh, Kim's Video in New York City and get it. Yeah. And then when you do, you're disappointed. You just spent like four bucks on a shitty movie for the sixties. <laughs> now Shelley Winters is going to see her own son has gone on to be a rock star on TV. And she's going to freak out that she's she's going to be a celebrity and they're going to be rich. Really? They don't seem, they seem pretty nonplussed about their house. Oh, I love what she's got. Remember those things, Susan? Uh, uh, the Thigh Master? Susan the Thigh Master. Yeah, thank you for finishing my thought. But this is before that time. This is the Armpit Master. Mm -hmm. Like It's really important to air out your armpits before bed. You know, when I put on Johnny Depp's perfume under my armpits, I like to air it out afterwards. You see that thing she's got around her chin? The, yeah. The, yeah, so it would be really tight. And the concept is every night you pull your chin up. <laughs> Even back then, there people were obsessed by their chin. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll be on the midnight special. Right, right. Now, this guy, Barry Shear, the director, he was a TV director. This was his first film. He'd go on to make three or four more, but then he'd just go back to TV. I mean, there, there was critical acclaim. This thing made four times its budget, but it wasn't Which exactly is great. a blockbuster. Yeah, I thought it was great, so why? Okay. Well, also, yeah, I, I think it's a little too, like, it's satire, right? Or, like, it has a... It's very strange because when youth movies kind of kicked ass in the sixties, like when yeah. like Easy Rider, of course, but just like a lot of biker crap, it was movies that seemed like you know older people were like making making fun of hippies. Mm -hmm. I don't know generational things, so I, it's hard to tell where this comes from. Now this this director did Across One Hundred and Tenth Street. Oh, I love that movie, Carl. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's black exploitation. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also yeah. it's classic. I hate to spoil the end. But someone gets shot in the head, and they zoom up. They zoom up to his head getting shot, and goes and freeze frame. <laughs> I won't tell you who it is. Okay. Yafet Koto, right at the end. <laughs> you really got into the spirit of spoiling, just like me. Yeah. I saw um, Titanic the other night with uh, Leonardo with DiCaprio. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The ship sinks at the end. Spoiler. And, and in the middle. And in the middle? The ship's you know, actually, you, this, but does, does it start sinking towards the end? In the middle, I mean? Like, that's half the movie. No. Oh, uh, you mean, yeah, you mean like, okay, we've sprung a leak, we're going Yeah, down. we've sprung a leak, we're going down. There's yeah, no, yeah, there's no way that. we could be saved. You're right. We are sinking. You know how much we're sinking? We're the fucking Titanic. We're the Titanic <laughs> of sinking. <laughs> The Cadillac of sinking. Oh, they're going to go see their son perform well, at the Troubadour? Yeah, husband is reluctantly going along because she's very enthusiastic about it. Is he looking for a t-shirt like a wife beater? 
Um, listen, why do you think, I mean, you use the term sexually assaulting. Didn't, like, didn't you say, like, be, he, he, she didn't want to have sex, and he was like, uh, he was kind but, of going. Yes, but you see, the whole thing of that was Shelly Winters is a cuckoo bird. That was the whole thing. The, no, I got the wife is neurotic, and they just got married, okay? I mean, it's their honeymoon. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know that. If you're do it, it's on your honeymoon. Okay, so this guy's running for Congress. Now, you can see uh, he's Senator Fergus. It's Hal Holbrook. Um, who looks? Who actually looks like Hal Holbrook, where everyone else looks like young Richard Pryor. And, uh, uh, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Well, yeah. He, he looks very young. He was in uh, Wall Street. He was in The Firm. He was deep throat in All the President's Men. Dude, he was like evil cop in Dirty Harry, uh, yeah. one of the Dirty Harry. He's like, hey, Dirty Harry, man, your fascism stuff rocks. You want me and my boys want, right? Wasn't that the one he like had killer cops, motorcycle well, cops? I remember that one, and I thought, I think it was called Sudden Impact or some bullshit. Yeah, right, with Ty and, Daly. But I think that he wasn't the guy who was like, I think it was a younger uh, put, uh, motorcycle cop who was trying to get Clint Eastwood in, to join. Yeah. But was Hal Halbrook like a pal, like a no, com he was comrade? Probably the like commissioner 